create your legacy, whatever that is. And it's not about things. It's about what you leave your wisdom and the things you impart in the earth to make it better. Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalka, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Danielle Boone. She is a relational and legacy coach, a writer, creative producer, speaker, and model. In addition, Danielle believes that everybody has a story and her goal is to create outlets where those stories can be told. Not only is Danielle a huge ball of light, but she has a smile for miles. Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, JP. Oh my God. Like, I'm like, who is this person you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've oh I've experienced God. it firsthand. So as we studied together throughout the last summer, I got to know you and I see it. So I love it. And I'm I'm just grateful for you. So thank you very, very much. Thank you. Oh, just thank you for the opportunity. Um, meeting you has been a joy. You have no idea. Like just the first meeting we had. Um, with with our group, I was so nervous, and you allowed you just created a space for me to be feel safe, and I just opened up and continued to do so throughout this journey. So I'm so grateful to have connected with you and met met you, and looking forward to just growing together more. You know, I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Those very kind words. So, where were you maybe before we met? What were you up to, and what have you been doing? Wow. Um, this last year in particular has been, well, last year, it's a new year now, um, but last year in particular was just a whirlwind for me. I was introduced to my Valley maybe in 2019 with my, through my business and writing partner. Um, he had connected with Mind Valley and just sent me a couple videos of Vision. And, and I was like, wow, this is interesting, but I didn't go full force into it until maybe 2019, 2020 during the COVID um, era. And I still was kind of like, you know, kind of testing the waters, looking at a couple of quests and things like that. And then COVID was a little bit different for me. Um, I was able to really focus on who I was, uh, get to know me a little bit more um, and take that time by me working at home. Thankfully, I did not lose my job. I was, I'm really grateful for then for my employer. Like he's like, he didn't want anybody to lose their job. So he was like, whatever I have to do to work, you know, as long as you're with me, then we'll work on this together because it's it's really um, his his purpose and vision is to empower people. So even his staff. So I really am grateful for that, um, the opportunity to, to just be there and learn and grow. So but during that time, I was able to work at home. So I was able to like be in front of my computer and do some studying and some some, some just self-assessment. And that really pushed me into my valley. And so. I still was kind of in a shell. Um, I've been a writer since I was four. Like that was my way of communicating with people. Um, but I was like, okay, I could write you a story. I could write you a poem. I can tell you exactly how I feel with pen and paper. Like pen and paper have been my best friend. I literally have a poem about it, um, about my journal as my best friend. Um, so I could do that. But when it came to speaking, I was like, uh, I, I didn't know what to say. I would just like clam up. Um, but if I was in a space where I felt comfortable it took me a minute but then I could you know just really start to speak out and my mom she was the person that you know she could talk to anybody like we would be in a store and she'd meet somebody and then she'll know their whole life story because she just had that presence um my dad was the same way so there was some of that in me I was aware but I knew I was a different person and it took me a while to really own who that person was and this journey through Mind Valley really helped uh helped to do that so I my first Mind Valley quest was actually with Christina which is live by your own rules so I've always been a person who people would say oh you kind of have some spunk or you're you know you do things differently but they never they always felt comfortable with it, it wasn't like I was a rebel like I wanted to be against the grain, but I always saw things a little bit differently. And I always 
was able to be around everybody, anybody. But I always felt like I didn't fit in. So I was like, what's that about? Like, why is that? You know, I was I was friends with people from opposite sides. So I didn't like people who did not like each other. I could get along with both of them. And so it was like I was always kind of like the mediator in between people. Um, so going back to your question, <laughs> as I got introduced to that that quest, it caused me to really look, start to look at what is it that I want for my life? What kind of rules, what kind of things have been instilled in me I've been conditioned to that I'm living out and it I was more aware of I was still living for other people even though I had this inside of me that I was a little bit different and I saw things different I wasn't confident enough that I could step out on my own and really look at who Danielle was so when um my parents passed um that's a whole other story we'll probably get into but to get to my like my parents passed I I um moved to Texas um, they were one of my mentors and I do after COVID, like I said, I wanted to be, um, like really get into understanding who I was. And I got introduced to a group it's called remote year. And so they, they had this retreat. I was looking for a retreat just to kind of free myself and be able to maybe write some. So I found this retreat to Costa Rica. It's the first time that I've ever traveled out the country alone and so I was a little bit nervous but I had a zoom call with the group and everybody was so welcoming and I was like okay this is this is a, a time for me to step out even further um everybody seemed really nice but I was like okay still nervous you know I traveled a lot but I was like never by myself so it's like okay nope just just push and right before that I heard about CBC and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do CBC because my business partner is the business side and I'm the creative person. But he would always say, you're getting used to being in rooms because you're going to be in these rooms. You're going to sit at tables. So you, even though I'm that person, you have a voice too. So I never want you to see yourself as you work for me. We're partners. So you'll have some of those conversations too. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll look at CBC, you know, to just get me more acclimated with the business side. Didn't really want to be a coach. Wasn't even thinking about that because still speaking with people, it was like, eh, I don't know. So I went to Costa Rica. I had a layover in Miami. When I got to Miami to get on the next, when I got to Costa Rica, my clothes were still in Miami. So I had no luggage <laughs> with people I did not know. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to trip out. I'm just going to calm down. Let me talk to them and find out what happens. So I meet the group because where we stayed was about two hours. We were in the jungle for this retreat. We stayed in tents, like literally monkeys were bugs. They were glam tents, so they were like nice. But we were two hours from, you know, the city. So I was like, well, how does this work? Because they were like, oh, well, you know, the, the luggage will come on the next plane. We were the last group that were getting picked up for today. So I was like, oh, how does this work? So everybody's like, oh, don't worry about Danielle. We have a t-shirt and we'll just find you. We'll find stuff for you to wear. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's okay. We're in the jungle anyway. Like, like, let's just walk around, you know? So I was like, whoa, that was interesting. But it made me feel comfortable. It was like, we'll stop and find your toothbrush because that's all you really need, you know? Um, and so I was like, okay. So we got there. It opened my mind up to meeting different people from all over and initiate one of the things I wanted to do was initiate conversation because that was something I was not good at so when I did that and I met all these people and they're like oh my god you're such a joy your story is like really you know inspiring what I was like oh thank you you know he's like who knew you were going through all of this and so once I start talking to people and tell them all the things I go through I've gone through with a lot of loss and um that's We'll t I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more. But uh, when I start telling people, they're like, how are you still smiling? So that was one of the things where I was like, I just want to choose to. And I look at all the positive and what are the things I learned. So that took me when I got back, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. Let's jump into CBC. And um, that opened the door even more. So with CBC, which is the, um, the, the certified business coaching course, um, I was, like I said, I wanted to just find out more about business and see what gets game my knowledge on that. But we had to do these pods where we actually had to coach. And so I was like, okay, well, I told everybody initially, Hey, I'm nervous. I don't do this. Everybody, you know, a lot of people have been coaching for years where they're life coaches or things like that. 
So we had to go over specific topics and, okay, you ask questions and you do this. So I'm in the pods and I'm just asking questions. I know how to do that. I have no problem asking questions because if I don't know, I'm going to ask you. So we're asking questions, we're talking. And so I'm a listener as well. So I would listen and then I ask a question. And they were like, oh, that's good, Danielle. And then I'll ask what I was thinking. And so they're like, who, you're good at this. Uh, sure, I guess. Thank you. Cause I still didn't believe it, <laughs> but, but I, I started to just feel comfortable in the space with talking to people because as you said, everybody has a story. So all I was listening for was the story and how can I help you better tell that story? So when I realized that that's what my gift was and that's what coaching was for me, I was like, it's not really about you know, making people better. And we learned that, you know, even in business, it's like, what is the story of your business? So there's, I can coach the person. We we learned you coach the person and then you consult the business. I was like, okay, I can coach the person and then we can get into that. And when I grow, you know, then I'll learn more. Um, so that really pushed me out on my shell. It really was like, wow, I can do this. Um, and yeah, and so being in the pods and being in outside of the groups, what, what I found interesting was we had to, throughout the course, either get clients or meet up with other people in, in our group to practice coaching. And I would just ask people, Hey, you want to meet up, you know, after the class, Hey, you want to like set a time? And so I met Sam. Um, he's, I love Sam. Like he, that is like my spirit brother. And so I met him. He was the first person. Um, and we talked, he was like, oh my God, you're amazing. You know, you got this story and you know, all this stuff. And I was, I was like, thanks Sam. I just, you know, it wasn't a big deal to me. It was just like, here's what I've gone through. If it can help you, that's great. Um, but then it opened me up to ask other people like, Hey, you want to meet and practice? Hey, you want to be And So I got started getting invited, excuse me, to these groups and to individual people. They're like, your presence is so great. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Still wasn't believing it. It took me almost to the end of the year for me to get, wait a minute, I, I can do this, you know? And what that caused me to realize is somewhere inside of me, <clears throat> I wasn't believing what I wasn't actually believing what I was telling other people. And so I remember we had a group session and you invited Corey. And I was like, he took us through this visualization process where we would, you know, kind of look at where we want to be like three to five years. And then we go to that person and what we want to ask them blew my mind. Because I was like, I could see myself. It wasn't that I didn't believe I could do it. I could see myself over there. Yeah, I'll be that person. But I wasn't that person. So that practice helped me to start saying, okay, how do I be her? Not that I see her. How do I be her? So then it was this, okay, let me try to put the suit on. Oh, I kind of like how it feels, but, you know, put it back in the closet, <laughs> you know. Nice. And so I'm on this journey of now I like how it feels. I have the suit on, but it's still not ingrained in my skin. Like it's still not in my spirit. So now I'm at that point where like, I am her. So I that's what it. that journey, I know that was like a long answer. <laughs> I love it. The opposite of that one is like when they don't want to do the things to become the person you know you have to become. It's like, what would the 60-year-old, 70-year-old version of myself say? Like, just do the damn run, even if you exactly. don't want to do it, right? Exactly. And so that was a lot. So I'm going to go back and unpack some of it. So yeah, writer, that's huge. So um, I love that. You started writing so young. So you have a memoir and coming up. And one of the, the quotes from that is that the past is the foundation of who you are now and what you are becoming. But you must know how to apply each section of your journey. Foundations sometimes need to be repaired. You must strip off some of the old mortar and apply new material. The same is true for you. Experiences can make you or break you. It's all how you react. What will you do? So I want to go back to the rest of it, but first maybe do you want to respond to that? Because that's so beautiful. Yeah, so what I realized, so let me give a little bit of the background of where that came from. So my, my father passed. He had a heart attack. 
it was three weeks after my wedding. <laughs> and so, you know, we didn't realize he was sick and, you know, all of that. <clears throat> so it was just kind of a shock. I'm like, okay, just got married. And my dad passed like, whoa, okay. My mom broke. My mom and dad were that couple where they were connected. They had been married um, 38 years, I believe, before my dad passed. And um, I, my mom was like this strong person. She hardly ever cried, not because she didn't cry, but it was just like, hey, let's take everybody else. She was just really strong. And so when I saw her like break, it was like, okay, I have to step up. Um, then she got cancer. She got breast cancer. And um, about six and a half years later, she passed. Now, a little bit of that, she, when she got breast cancer, she was able to go back, go into remission, and then it came back. What I've really, what I've understood now is that because my mom was like, never really got sick. She was a nutritionist, like health person. Like I was the kid. We grew up with non-sugar cereal in the house. Like that's you know, I grew up with like Wheaties and Cheerios and orange juice at the table, not soda and you know, like sweet stuff. Um, so she was very, you know, very focused on her health, um, mental and physical. And so when this happened, once again, we were like, what's going on? But she finally told us, um, that she allowed depression to overtake her when my dad passed. And she just, and, and what that told me was that even sickness, like I knew this from growing up with her, understanding the power of your words and looking at yourself physically and emotionally and spiritually, what you, you know, put in your body and that affects your, your body. But when she said that, and she said, um, yeah, I allowed depression to take over. Two things. One, I realized how my mom and dad were a foundation, not just for me and my siblings, but for a lot of my family. Um, and I reached out to them as I was in the process of doing this book, just to ask questions of what they thought, how, you know, their deaths affected certain people. I mean, like brothers and sisters, cousins, friends. One of my ex-boyfriends actually like responded to this. He's married now and I know him and his, his wife and they you were friends. But I was like, I just wanted to know because he was like a neighborhood kid. And some of the things that they said was like, whoa, I had no idea the impact that my parents had on all of these people just in their small sphere of influence. Because a lot of times we look at people who are well-known and like, oh, what they've given us. But some it, it it's the people who are right next to you you know, <laughs> it are the people who really have that effect on you. And so what I realized is that all of these things that happened in my life, there are times where sometimes, you, you're, you know, your foundation crumbles a little bit. So what are you going to do? Because you need to strengthen it. If you don't, then it all crumbles, just like a building. If the foundation starts to crumble, you can break a window or, you know, need to paint something and it's okay. But once that foundation starts to shift, I live in California. So, you know, understand <laughs> like, if, you know, those, those earthquakes of things start to shift, then your, your, your house can do this. It's the same thing with your life. So you have to pay attention to those things that have been instilled in you and how do you take them to the, the next place because some of them change as life changes what we've learned it's not the the principle of the thing but sometimes how we've learned it and how we've learned to apply it may need to be adjusted so that's something that I've learned um and that's a little bit about what that phrase <laughs> that, that that quote um um has to yeah it's true right because <clears throat> California is a good metaphor there's earthquakes Florida hurricanes like it's going to happen. So you have to have those foundations in place. Otherwise, when it does come, you can't weather the storm, so to speak. <laughs> so getting out of your shell, it makes you realize like, oh, that you kind of like, and I, the reason I'm saying this, you're mirroring a lot to me. My dad had a heart attack died right in front of me. I was a kid who was always felt different. I tried to be kind of peacemaker on every side and whatever it was. And but I always felt a little different. Like there was something more that I wasn't doing and that I was following a path that was laid out for me, not necessarily because that's what I wanted, just because that's what I thought we were supposed to do. I kind of thought everybody did it. And then one day I realized, Hey, wait a minute, <laughs> we only got one life and I shouldn't be just following this path. I should be doing what I want. 
So I think Costa Rica is a huge one. So the, that's one of the, there's a moments in everyone's life where you do something and then things can't be the same after. And I'm not sure if the Christina quest was like that or Costa Rica was like that, but what do you think about that? I think a little bit of both. Um, what was interesting about Christina's quest was twofold, the quest itself and then who she was. You know, like I thought that was huge because, you know, as people know, this is Vision's ex-wife. And so being able to be a part of Mind Valley and doing this and hearing their story, um, it was it was huge for me because as I mentioned, my dad passed after my wedding. I am since divorced, but me and my ex-husband are really good friends and we really encourage each other to do our dreams, you know, there was a lot of, of things between our, you know, within our marriage, like literally my dad passed three weeks later, then several years, we had several miscarriages and then, you know, people passed and then my mom, so it was all this. And so there's a joke to kind of say like, you guys never had a chance, but we realized we kind of did life different, but that's okay. We were able to be friends. And so seeing that, I don't know all of their story, but seeing that, you know, she was able to contribute even after and they co-parent and things like that, that was huge to me. And her quest to say, look, and to really pay attention to what rule that you've been taught. And for me, I really looked back. So I grew up in the church, in a Christian church organization. I work in one now, but I've learned to look at the organization, religion, and relationship with God is three different things. And so to me, being connected and relationship with God is totally different than religion. And so um, because those are practices and <laughs> there are principles that fall within different types of religions that are the same, but we're taught to look at one thing as different or this is right or this is wrong. And I'm like, well, no, let me take the religion out. And then we look at the principle, what connects me to God? What connects each and every person? What are even what I was taught in Christianity? What of that is how God is represented in the earth? So that's my focus. And so that was really an eye opener for me or confirmation for me, because going back to me always being different, I always questioned certain things. You know, being, um, I, I even to question my old pastor. And there were times he would be like, Oh, good question, Danielle. I know you have something. So, like, bring it. Like, and so I, I enjoyed that because other people were like, Well, you're not supposed to question certain people in authority. You're not supposed to question pe certain people with titles. But my mom taught me that. She was like, Just because a person has a title, they're just a man or a woman. At the end of the day, they're a man or woman. So they may have more knowledge or different knowledge but you should always be able to question so that was one thing um the quest to say question some of those rules some of those things um that you've been taught that have been instilled even my parents like I was a little bit different my dad was blue collar worker he was a pre impressman and you know worked for United States Railroad Retirement Board and like you know you get a good job he got all of us our jobs at like 15 you know so it was just my dad would be out and me and my brothers, he's like, hey, I have a kid that's, you know, are you hiring? And they were like, yeah, bring him in, Mr. Bull, because he was also a personable person. So my brother got his job at a produce stand. I got a job at Chuck E. Cheese because he was taking my little brother there. And he's like, hey, my 15-year-old daughter needs a job. So that work ethic is there for me. But my mindset is I don't want to be just punching a clock, you know. And it's okay to be different. Um, so that helped. Costa Rica was another thing because it pushed me outside of my comfort zone to really just go, literally go somewhere else and be with other people. I've gone to different places. You know, I've been like to the Caribbean a couple of times, but a lot of it, it has been for work. But it's like, just go and experience and be afraid and be excited and be nervous and just open yourself up to things, for things to happen. And definitely has since then um yeah and to do it do it without your suitcase as well um, i finally didn't get my suitcase let me say that they did and if, even that it was like they brought it to me like okay i appreciate that you know but i had to stop have the worry moment 
And then, okay, what's what's next? Right. How do I continue on? Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, sometimes our fears are, are just like, they're in our head and they're illusions. And then once we get to it, it's like, okay, I didn't need to, the, all those clothes and it wasn't that big of it. Not that you didn't need it, but it's not that big of a deal or you get outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in synchronicity? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm researching you on like LinkedIn, checking your profile, and then I see Potterhouse. I finished the book yesterday, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. Any coaches, you need to read this book. It's huge. <laughs> uh, the Happiness Advantage, it kind of sums up. If you listen to all the leaders in this space that are teaching, they're going to cite studies. And so The Happiness Advantage, it kind of puts it all together. They're all drawing it. So like Joe Dispenza, Vision, they're all taking mm -hmm. studies from this book. And so it's all condensed in one place. Happiness Advantage, Sean Aker, brilliant book. But then I pick up this book. I could have picked up any book. And on the back, <laughs> it talks about, um, so it's, it's uh, called Instinct by T.D. Jakes. And he talks about the Potter's House, a non-denomination church in Dallas, Texas. And I'm thinking, I just read about this place yesterday <laughs> on LinkedIn. And so, wow, I don't know. That's crazy to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's very interesting. Um I, even how I got the job is very interesting. Um, I lived in Atlanta after my mom passed and I went there because my heart and passion is stories and my degree is actually in television production. So I was like, okay, I'll go to Atlanta. It's becoming like the new Hollywood, easier to move around, things like that. Um, my experience there was kind of getting so satori. <laughs> where it's up and down like it was it was like oh things going great and it was like fell out like I kind of lost everything so one of my mentors lives in Dallas and I didn't put out like all oh, this is happening like I'm a person where my social media pages when I was very active quotes okay here's what's going on you know if this happens in your life you know think about this blah 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 so I'll put out quotes and like positive energy one of my mentors called me and she's like, I don't know what's going on with you, Danielle, but, you know, just if you need anything, I know your mom passed, you know, I'm not sure what's going on in, in, in um, Atlanta, but I feel like I should call you and let you know if you need a fresh start, you can call. I was like, okay, you know, just let me know. I have an extra room. You can come here and start over. She didn't know I had literally just lost my apartment. I lost my car. Like the, the organization I was working with, like I got kind of pushed out, like all of this was happening. And so I was like, Dallas, I don't want to go to Dallas. I had been here working with her on one of the Potter's House's uh, events because she's an event producer. And so I worked with her on one of their events. And I was like, I don't want to be here. But, you know, I was like, let me pray about it. Let me see what's going on. I was like, all right. I met a gentleman in Atlanta and I said, because I, I had lost my apartment, but even that process, I was able to, you know, maintain some of my things. And so my writing partner was like, this could be a time for you to just like start over. You haven't really even grieved, which is one thing I didn't realize then. Um, I just went into like non-warrior mode, like, okay, parents are done. Everybody's okay. Let me see what's my next thing to do. Like I'm moving and moving and moving. And so we're writing the script and he's like, I just need you to stop and I need you to write and I need you to let go. And so when this, this was right before all the fallout. And I started writing what will be this book. <laughs> um, I started writing things, um, you know, he's like 30 days, just take 30 days and write. So I did that. And then all of this stuff happens. And I met this gentleman and he was like, yeah, so my son and my ex-wife lives in Dallas. Um, I don't, you know, you mentioned that you were moving. If you need help getting there, that's fine. So he, we ended up renting a car. I put whatever I could fit in that car and I drove to Dallas and I had written on a card like, okay, I need a job. I need, you know, because I was working a part-time job in retail. So I needed a job. I needed a place to stay. I needed a car and like put it away. When she told me, she was like, yeah, I have an extra room. I have a car that's sitting in my other garage that I just don't use. Um, you know, you can, you can be here. You're like a little sister to me. I know your drive. So I know you won't be taking advantage of me and you can help me. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So I came here with my little part-time job. I ended up getting another job at, a, at the Omni Hotel. And so I was front desk and my goal was like, okay, they have a conference center. I can go over there because I was doing live production at this point. I go over there. And um, uh, so I'm, I'm working at her business partner. 
happens to be like production manager. What is else? So it was, I had worked with him before other events. And so when I had been at the hotel for three months, my 90 days, I'm doing my review. They're like, yeah, we want to move you up as a supervisor, the front desk, because we love your energy. You get along with everybody. You're helping other, you know, front desk agents, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, his assistant moved on and to build her business. And he was like, well, I know you're at the Omni. I know you're moving up, but I need, I would like an assistant, you know, to help me out. Somebody who understands production. And I was like, um, okay. He's like, no pressure, you know, let you, let you know. So I went to talk to my manager at the hotel and she was like, she already knew like what I, my goal was. That was one thing I really appreciated about them. They really want you to be you and grow. And so she said, I understood, you know, I understand that, but don't leave. And I was like, she said, no, don't leave, just stay on call. And I was like, okay. So I stayed on call um, and um, got the job there. That was in 2019. Yeah, I moved here in 2008, 2019, May. COVID happened. Everybody at the hotel got laid off. <laughs> so I ended up getting this job right before COVID and, you know, was not laid off. So, and then I was able to meet like I had heard of Bishop Jakes, the preacher, because my mom listened to him growing up. Being in the space, I was able to see and realize that he was a business person before he was a pastor. And so I had, you know, raised, I read Instinct, loved that book. Um, and I was like, I was able to, as a production assistant, because that's my, you know, position. I'm a production assistant, so I work with the production department. And we kind of have a hand in everything because they do a lot of events and, and in-house things. Um, but one thing that I was able to do was be in rooms and hear him speak as a man, as a business person. Who am I? You know, I was like, whoa, amazing. And I was quiet people like oh you work for I was like it's just a job I'm not trying to you know rub elbows like I appreciate the knowledge that I'm gleaning from this person and a lot of that was confirmation for me I'm learning that it's confirmation for me to push out and go out and be you so I I totally understand like even you calling me to do this was crazy because I got into the book thing and then I told myself Christmas happened a lot of stuff happened I was like okay, I need to get out. I need to like talk about this thing. Um, you know, marketing is, was not my thing. I was like, I don't, I hadn't even been on social media for a while. And they're like, okay, we're going to have to do a marketing campaign. We have to talk about what we're doing. And, you know, and then you're like, Hey, Danielle, you want to do a podcast? I was like, what? It's like, but okay, sure. <laughs> Let's do this. So I definitely believe in and align with synchronicity like sometimes i'm just like i don't know where this came from but sure let's take it let's see what happens yep right yeah it's funny you know when you're talking it's um so you you said you lost your car you lost your apartment it sounded like a country music record and then you <laughs> then you moved to dallas <laughs> it's like country music but then your friend had everything you needed and it's almost like even with the hotel and then getting late um right before covid getting this other job it's like you can look back now and see like, oh, my God, God has been watching and carrying me and doing this all the whole time. Mm -hmm. And like, it's hard to see in the moment. But then on the other side, it's like, wow, looking back, it's like everything happened perfectly. If this didn't happen, I couldn't be here. At the very beginning, you talked about something about being in the right rooms and like being able to just be close to someone like T.D. Jakes to, to hear him speak. And I didn't know that either until I started reading this book that he's like, yeah. business, business. Cause I, I watch him on YouTube preaching and like, I love it. Right. But mm -hmm. just being in the right room and, and learning from people like that. And you always want to try to get to the next room, right? Like you don't want to be the, what is this saying? Like you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want <laughs> so, so that's awesome. Um, so that's a lot of where we were and how we got to here and CBC. And so where are you now or what are you doing now? I know you write a lot. I love that. Um, and one thing, actually, a lot of people who listen to this. Okay, hold on. So Sam, you talked about Sam. Sam's just leaving right now to go to Africa to do a retreat. So, so excited. Yeah. And so a lot of our listeners like retreats. They're coaches. And, but also I notice a lot of them want to write books. So maybe, um, while you explain to us where you are right now, what you're doing right now, 
maybe have some tips for writers? Sure. Um, so interesting enough, I'm in this program writing this book. <laughs> uh, it's called the Book Creators Program, and it's from uh, Professor Eric Koister. I, I apologize if I didn't say his name correctly, but he's a professor at Georgetown, business professor. And so he's one semester for his class, he told his business students, you're going to write a book. And so that's how it started. And of course, it kind of grew and other people outside of Georgetown heard how um, productive that went. And he started offering the course outside. I learned about this through another person who was in CBC who I met in your your group. And so we were talking, we met in um, the coaches group and we ended up talking outside of there, uh, Nisha. And so she was telling me, oh, I love your story, you know, um, we're both, we found out we both were from Chicago. And so, um, we started talking and, you know, she's like, this is great. Your story. I think you would like this program that I'm in because her book is about to come out. And so she was telling me, I love it. you know, I think just check out the program. You do have to like interview for it. And, you know, the, just a quick conversation with professor Keister and he'll, you know, kind of let you know if you're in. So I was like, well, uh, okay, that's fine. I'll do it. And it's been an interesting journey, but one thing I've learned, because this is technically my second book, um, I do have another one that I did. It's mostly poetry, but it was like years ago, um, telling the first half of my story, say like my story up until 30. And then, you know, this one kind of, you know, dabs into everything after that. But just do it. Um, if you have something, start with journaling. Um, because for me, structure, be being a creative writer, structure, I'm like, I get this thing of like, oh, okay, it has to be this way. But what I found is if I stop and just write out whatever I'm thinking, whatever I'm feeling, there, you know, applications now where you don't actually have to physically write, you can talk into it, it'll write it for you, whatever that that works for you, but just kind of get it out. Um, and then whatever your topic is, try to find and research more about it. Um, that's one thing I'm actually learning. Mine is more of a memoir, but for me, hearing other people's stories helps me tell mine better because I, I understand like, what is it that they're looking for? What, for me, it's always the why, not just the what. So why are you telling your story? If it's just for you, that's fine. Why? What does this do? For me, it's, I need it to be naked. I needed to be vulnerable. I need to tell the story of why I smile and I need people to understand there's positivity. There's positive that you can get out of pain. There's gain from pain and how I did it. And maybe it will help you do it. So for as far as writers, um, look into some courses, definitely be a forever learner. Um, look at other people's books. One thing that helped me was there are three books that, um, it really pushed me. There's one called The Professional Trouble Troublemaker by Lovey A.J. Jones. Love her, just the way she talks. Like she's just in the book, it's conversational. And I was like, I love that because she's like, not that, she, you know, she's a disruptor in her, her area. And I was like, oh, okay, I like her. Saw a YouTube video. She did a TED talk, saw that, and it was like, gotta grab her book. When I saw her book, I was like, I love it. Other book is Everything is Figureoutable, Marie Forleo. Another person of like, that's your voice, right? Just be who you are. Just kind of like women who are just like, I'm going to talk. I love that. And then Bishop, <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And so those three, three different type of books, three different voices. So it let me know I can have my voice, but to study them and then study structure and then find out if there are um groups or because there's a writing group that I'm in and we get on zoom and it's we just write and they'll check at this three hours so you can jump in and jump out and it's like okay well what are you working on you need anything type in the chat but we're here so you're not writing alone because sometimes when you get alone it's like I don't know what to say but just being in the presence of people helps um yeah and I know I asked you to tell us where you are but let's just stop here for a sec because there's a lot just about that so, um, Nisha, I saw the way they market that book, her book. I don't know if yours is the same, but that's a brilliant marketing strategy. 
And then you were talking about kind of journaling just your thoughts. So it's called stream of consciousness for anyone who doesn't know. SOC. Go down, just sit. Whatever comes out, don't judge yourself. Set a timer. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Just start writing. Don't worry about what comes out. Just write and don't judge yourself. Um, and then <clears throat> it's about becoming, right? So you you need to form that habit. You talked earlier about becoming the person you want to be. So if you want to be a writer, you need to write and there's no way around it. You just got to sit down and write. And so make it a habit where you start doing it every day and then you become that thing that you want. And then Stephen Collar has a book, um, The Art of Impossible. And he kind of talks about that where he said about research, where he said like, go research the topic, look for different angles on that same topic. And once you think you know a lot about it, you know nothing about it. So then keep going, you're on the right path. <laughs> and then so... If you don't have this structure right away, another way to do it is to list the stories that you want to tell. Use events for your life. A book is just a collection of stories for the most part. And so if you're stuck to begin because it's so easy to just sit there and put it on the shelf and I don't know what to do and I want it to be perfect and we're looking for perfection and then it doesn't come. So just write, yeah, all, most of us in this space. So just start with like a list of stories and if you have to do chronological, do it that way. And it also especially when we're talking memoirs it doesn't have to be your whole life it could be a section right exactly. maybe start at the beginning of COVID and and just write the stories and then it starts to come to you more and more and then it's like oh then you start to find if you have an outline that's great but um then it starts flowing and then it's like oh this story connects to this story to that story and then you find your themes throughout it if you can't i think it's that's absolutely correct jp um i'm with you because i'm like let me just write it down outline i don't know i may have oh this is a cool title and i'll just write it down i don't know what it's for it could be for a chapter it could be for the book i don't know it just it sounds cool one of the things that i did learn when going through this program one to your point their marketing is pretty awesome i'm just starting that process and they start it before you finish the book so you start thinking about like just getting traction for what you're doing and see if people are interested one in you and then your topic. But one thing that I, I appreciated when we first started was they said, date your book. And I was like, what? It's like, take a date. You know, where would you, because you're getting to know your story. So sometimes you have to get out of where you are. Where would you take someone you want to get to know on a date? And I was like, that was weird. But it worked because I'm a coffee shop person. So I found a different coffee shop and I went, you know, I tried to go there on Saturday and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I get to experience a new coffee place and then I'm like okay but me and you you know like and I'll just write and so I thought that was pretty cool um for me it was that other people um they took a walk and then they took a recorder and as they're thinking about their book like okay yeah let's go take a hike because you want to take a hike with the person but you're getting to know you're actually courting them and I thought that was really interesting um so that may be something just that phrase to say I'm dating it I'm getting to know it I'm courting it makes it fun <laughs> yeah, makes it love it yeah and yeah. then the one with the hiking is um for me anyway i i find when i'm in nature i get better answers more clarity so i love that um so yeah maybe then kind of what i kind of jumped you but where are we now so i'm in of course in the process of doing this book um exciting nervited as professor eric says nervous and excited he's like yeah it's okay to be both um and I'm also in the process of moving forward with film production. So my partner and I are this year launching, I'm putting it out there, <laughs> uh, officially launching our production company. And it's really for writers. It's a place for writers to have their stories. Um, but it's not, we want to connect people. I'm a connect. Like I'm a creative conduit. I've been told like, you know, person who things flow so if I hear that you're into something I'm like oh you know I know a person you need to meet this person and so my heart is for stories and we want to create a platform for it, either where the 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 authors can present their stories whether it's dance or theater or movies or television or whatever it is like let's create this platform this place to connect people with the right platform to tell their stories um or if it's for us to produce films, because that's kind of my heart. He's from the music industry. I'm from like the television, live production industry. So it's like, okay, how do we come together and just create a space 
for that. So that's that's that thing. And um, and then coaching, um, I'm starting to love it. Um, my focus is absolutely creatives. Um, the couple clients I have, it's really cool because a lot of creatives don't see themselves as a business. And so getting them to own that, understand their why, and then see yourself as a business. So it's helping me to strengthen my business chops by helping other people to rec- recognize that they're a business. So that's where I am. Um, I love <laughs> just it. pushing out. Yeah, I'm excited. And um, Yeah, you kind of touched on it earlier. I don't think you said it, but you kind of were saying like <clears throat> people don't, sometimes we don't think our story is important or, or like our skill set is important because we just kind of figure everyone else knows how to do it too. But it's not true. And especially when you're talking about creatives. Um, creative conduit, the way you talked about it there, <clears throat> this is how I think about God. I think God is like, it comes through you and like, okay, I heard about this pretty much like this one, right? Like you heard about this story and it's like, okay, I need to relate that story. Or like you just heard something on a show or you just read something in a book. And the next day you're talking to someone and like, oh, I learned that information because that's God coming to me to give it to you. And I'm sharing it with you. And so this is a phase four podcast. <clears throat> phase four in the six phase meditation is all about creating your future three years out. So where is Danielle three years from today? Three years from today. Um, (laughs) Interesting. About two years ago, I was like, in five years, I'm going to be at A-Fest, right? So that's three years from now. Um, Being there, being on stage, that's weird for me to even say. But over the last year, I was like, I can see myself speaking at A-Fest. Absolutely doing another book. Um, There's some other things beyond where I am now that I want to share and production company definitely up and running. I see five projects in the next three years um, because I do want to do this full time. Yeah. And an interview, I have, I have a lunch list. <laughs> so within the next three years, there are people or what I call a lunch list is people that I want to talk to, but not in an interview form. So I'm like, there's, there's people on this lunch list. I'm like, yeah, I will have lunch in the next three years. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, I love it. Intuition is a big part of that, right? You got to, or sorry, intention is a big part of that. Where like, if you don't have an intention, you just kind of get pulled on and you set your intentions. It might work. It might not, but at least you're kind of giving your brain a target to reach for. That's how I look at it more like that. If you have intentions, then you know kind of where you're going. And then what happens is you start to notice things that, aligned to those intentions that maybe those things were there anyway, but you wouldn't notice them if you don't know where you're headed. Absolutely. I have a, a quote on my mirror because I write on my mirror. Thank you, Lisa Nichols and <laughs> Mel, <laughs> Mel Robbins. Thank you. I write on my mirror, but I have a thing is like identity because that's one thing for me is I had to realize how do I see myself? And so the quote is how I identify is how things show up for me. So it's like, if I identify this, then things have to come to me as a coach. Things have to come to me as this. That's setting my intention. I identify this way. So if I see myself that way, I'm putting out that energy and then the things open up and opportunities come for me. And I'm just holding on to that. I hope that helps. I hope that helps. It it, it, it aligns right with when you were talking about intention, because that's something I've learned and I've seen manifest over this last six months even. Um, yeah. yeah, And it also circles in with um, becoming. Like, what do you want? How do you want to become? Become that thing that you want. Absolutely. Um, so I always ask people kind of where or what their favorite quest. You kind of said Christina was one of them, but what's your favorite quest, authors, or certifications by Mind Valley? Absolutely. That, um, so live by your own rules. Be extraordinary, because that was the second one. One that was... Um, Besides CDC that I took that was really life-changing for me was Lifebook. I did the Lifebook, and and even though I am not where I want to be, and I was, I, I completed the course, but there was still a part of me that wasn't ready, so I'm going back over it. But I appreciate them looking at every, like, 12 areas of your life and really being intentional to your point of what do I want my life to look like? What do I need to do? to have, you know, what, 
what is my premise for it? What is my process to get it? You know, what what are those? And really take time to look into what do I like? We can dream. We can say, I want to be the best coach ever, or I want to be a millionaire or, you know, whatever it is. One, why do I want to be that? What is my why for this goal or this dream? Then two, where am I and what do I have to become to be that person? You know, where do I have to adjust? Where do I have to grow? Then what are the things that I need to do that? And am I willing to do that? And so Lifebook helped me to really start to categorize some of those things and really break down, like pull back those layers of, okay, yes, I have a dream now. Let's, 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 let's create this blueprint. Let's create this GPS system. So then when I'm ready to go, it just takes me there. And so that, that one really, for me, was like huge. It really was huge. Um, Love it. Yep. Yeah, no, the why is huge, right? If you don't know your why, then it's really easy to get lost or off track. Um, you know your why, that's going to carry you through because it's not easy. It's not going to be a straight hill climb. You're not going to go directly there. There's going to be lots of bumps and adversity, and that's what resilience is all about. So if you know your why, it helps you get through that resilience. All right, helps and you become more resilient. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, JP. The other thing with that is that I had to learn was being okay if it doesn't agree with other people, if of their expectations of you or what their why is, it's okay. And I don't have to explain it because it's, if, if I'm putting my vision and my dream and all of that, giving it to you, it gives you, and I'm, I'm receiving what you're saying, it gives you some power. So maybe I don't need to explain it to everyone, you know, being aligned with here is when I put it out. Atomic Habits is the other book I'm like right now. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Catholics is awesome. <laughs> so before I ask my final question, is there anything you didn't say or that you would like to say about your business, your life, anything that you want to talk about? Um, I am just excited to be on this journey. Um, I, I look back to where I've grown and I'm open to anyone who wants to know more. Absolutely. Um, I, I love people. I love stories. Um, and it, create your legacy create your legacy and however we can we I can help you know I I tell people like I'm a relational legacy coach which to me is different than a relationship coach I'm not coaching you on your relationships I'm coaching you on understanding connection and understanding those relationships that we don't really think about and how that helps you to create your legacy whatever that is and it's not about things it's about what you leave your wisdom and the things you impart in the earth to make it better. So, yeah, I just want people to know that if they need any assistance, telling their story help. You know, I, I love words. I am words and I see story. So. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. Um, and so my final question is, where can people reach you? Um, well, I am on social media. Um, LinkedIn at Danielle Boone. Um, Hummingbird on uh, IG and Facebook, I believe, but it's not humming, it's H-U-M-M-I-B-I-R-D, but it's also, you can look up Danielle Boone, uh, my name as well. I am working on a website, so that will be coming out soon, so stay tuned with that. Um, and yeah, just reach out. Uh, I'm excited to meet people and help you grow however I can. Beautiful. We'll put all those links in the show notes. We'll put the links to your book that's going to come out in the show notes, and Danielle, I'm so grateful for your time. This is such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, JP. Thanks for making it easy and comfortable for me. And I, as usual, I love, I enjoy talking to you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you grow as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. 